You're leading with a terrible logo when 10K, 20K logo refresh would make every deal easier. Get very clear on what services your company even offers before you go out there and you're trying to create content. You're great at one thing. Why aren't you capitalizing on what you're great at right now? If you're offering services in your home service business that people haven't asked for in a while, that people actually don't want, that there's not as much demand for, it draws away attention from your main stuff. This is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And I've got Patrick Carr of Blue Collar Media Group on today. How are you doing, good sir? Man, I'm very nice to be with you, brother. It's always good to see you. You're making marketing harder than it needs to be, audience, because you're going hardcore sales when a little bit more marketing would warm up the prospect. You're you're leading with a terrible logo when just a, a... 10K, I know everyone's scared of 10K. 10K, 20K logo refresh would make every deal easier. Good truck wraps, good brand, good catch-alls, good yard signs would make everything easier. You're trying harder than you need to because your logo sucks and you haven't invested in some videos. And Patrick, how are you seeing the market evolve? And where, where, sorry, actually, before we get into that, Uh, Can you give a one-minute background of you and your company? Yeah, sure, man. I'm excited to get into this today. Um, I'm the president of Blue Collar Media Group. I started this about April 2021 um, with a simple goal in mind. Uh, We go around to contractors and produce incredible content, professional videos for contractors. Um, I'm based in Florida, but we go anywhere in the country. Um, And it could be anything from high-quality commercials to testimonial videos in the home. Um, you could be doing process videos or culture, day in the life of, um, anything that's going to produce amazing content for contractors. We go out there, we go ahead and we film it, we edit it and we deliver it right to them. Last couple of years, business model, how, how, like, where did you start? Was it, you know, hard? Oh, man, I'm glad we're talking about branding. Cause this will lead into what we're talking about, man. I messed up big time, Tim, and you're one of the people I've got to give credit who helped me to realize how bad I was messing up. Um, I really almost bombed the company about nine to 10 months ago. And again, I'm going to give you credit. We haven't talked about this off camera. There was a time you came up to me. I want to say it was Dimitri's conference in February. I want to say last year. Um, And you would, you would ask me something and I, and you said something about the podcast and I told you what I did. And you, you said, what do you mean? You're the podcast guy. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 I do this other thing, blue collar media group. It's not just the Patrick Carr show on YouTube. And Mm. it got me thinking at that time I had screwed up. I had conflated my personal brand with my company. Um, Mm. and no one knew what my company did anymore because they knew the Patrick Carr show or the reels that I was putting out about motivational stuff. I had lost my way through branding. Um, and I had to turn that ship to him into I got to focus on my business, not just my personal brand. And I confused them both. You've done an amazing job of Tim Brown over here, this guy who's just, you know, I, I, I think about the memes and how involved you are with that. But Some then people you don't, don't confuse that. that. <laughs> Some people don't but, know. Yeah. But then, but then you don't confuse that with the hook agency, man. Yeah. You've done an amazing job of separating the two. And I got to give you some credit because you helped me realize that I had conflated them both, and that hurt my company tremendously for a period of about six months. So thank yeah. you to you for helping me to understand, hey, there's a, you've got you to brand your company. 
We're going to talk about all the stuff that you guys want to want to hear about. We're going to talk about roll-ups. We're going to talk about where the bigger brands are going. But I, first I want to just like touch on this is like, you know, with the whole making it harder. Because I think you were making it harder than it needs to be, right? Like, yes. how do we make it harder than it needs to be? How do how do we make it harder than it needs to be? But it's, I think it's clarity, dude. It's clarity. You need to hammer people over the head with clarity about one, your company name. And it needs to be clear, right? Like it can't be like everyone else's. Exactly what your best customers look like, testimonial videos, right? Like clarity around what the process looks like. And I know Patrick helps with that. So I, we can talk through that. When we do websites and make the, the process needs to be very clear. One, two, three, four. And then clarity around what makes you special. And I, I literally, I was having a conversation with uh, somebody recently. I'll just shout him out. Paul Kirkland, Armor Roofing. Um, and he is, he's an awesome guy. He's been in the industry for a long time. I'm like, we need, you need, and it's, I'm, I'm encouraging him not to work with us because it's not the right time yet. But I'm like, if you start, if you start with a decent brand and you and you start with three things that you do absolutely better and different than anyone else, and you you clear clearly state them and you get them really nice and tight, and they're the people aren't saying people aren't saying customer service. You know, everyone says customer service, but if you make it like he can make it for a couple of years, you can make it text me anytime. And I know that's weird to say, but like he could make that, that would be a big difference, right? That's an actual big difference. Um, yes. Like whatever those are for you, I don't know. So Patrick, in your, um, in your case, working with these brands, how are they making it harder with lack of clarity? Man, I love that question. What you just said right there about the three things that make you different. Boy, I couldn't agree with you more in customer service. The other one I hear Tim all the time is integrity. Lord, if I have to hear that word one more time that everyone's got integrity, I get yeah. it. All right. I'm like, I just, I make a rule. I'm like, please don't say it. Um, but I'm going to tell you another thing that they're making it harder. I sit down with roofing contractors a lot and we'll do a pre-production call with them. And I'll ask them a question. They all laugh at me when I ask them this. I'm like, okay, we're going to do your services you offer video. Tell me what services you offer. And they'll go, well, I do roofing. I'd be like, uh, Okay. Well, do you do siding? Do you do repairs? Do you do flat roofs? Do you do gutters? Um, are you only doing shingle? What about tile? What about metal? And all of a sudden, it, well, we sort of do metal. I mean, I guess, yeah, we've done that before. And the, it starts to come very clear that the people on the call who are the leadership for that organization aren't clear on the services that they can offer to their client. And so... I would say, along with what you said, get very clear on what services your company even offers before yeah. you go out there and you're trying to create content. Be very clear about that. Yeah. And I think that's honestly because we come from a search hook agency search engine background, we look at demand for which terms mm. are, are hitting. And sometimes services aren't necessarily like it doesn't have to be gutters for it to be a different service. It just has to be different in the customer's mind. So we look at roof repair, mm -hmm. roof replacement, storm damage, and those types of, that's three different, that could be three different services in the customer's mind. Like I think mm -hmm. just the reminder to look at what the customer is thinking of it as. Beautiful. 
so that you you essentially catch that demand. And I think in search, right, we learn what the customer is searching. And it's weird because it's almost like occasionally we were consulting with the the roofing company on what services they should offer. I'm sure you've had experiences like that where it's like, well, what should I offer? It's like, well, mm -hmm. in our experience, customers are yes. making that decision at the same time. And I, I'm not a big, I'm not always the guy pushing people towards gutters, but like if that's what they need and as you're growing, it's more about the customer's mind in your area than anything, right? It's like not leading with like, we think of it as roofs, right? Just like you're saying, like, it's not just roofs to the customer. There's other services contained within that. You know, Tim, one of the other things I challenge my, when I'm out there, I'm constantly with sales reps or product manager or production managers. I'm always surprised. And I asked the production managers, the door-to-door -door guys, the guys in the field, when's the last time you sat down with leadership and they asked you about what you're hearing in the field? What services are people asking you for that you're not able to provide for them? What services are you offering that never people even ask about or they don't want anymore that you guys are advertising and nobody ever needs it? Um, it's, it'd be advantageous to sit, yeah, to sit down with the team and go, why are we pouring money into this service that nobody ever wants when 99% of our business comes from right here, but yet we're not all in on that for some reason right now? Um, you're making it harder on yourself by yeah. you're great at one thing. Why aren't you capitalizing on what you're great at right now? So Rilla allows you to listen to uh, it's, in your, it's an AI in your pocket. Listen yeah. to the appointment. It's pretty crazy what they do. It gives a script. It's everything they said. It breaks down some statistics for you. Analyze talk ratio, interactivity, like how you and I are interacting back and forth. Uh, long as yeah, modeling, like all those things. this is the shit that I most believe in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enhancing You're about to put math yeah. and data around something that used to be my magic skill. The kind of idea with offering so many things sometimes it feels like what is it the uh the restaurant the cheesecake factory that <laughs> offers that that menu that's like 55 pages and some people like that but some people don't and i would say on average high-end customers don't you don't see the guy with the pinky up in the air drinking the the finest beverage at uh let's see if we can do it with the mic cap. um at Cheesecake Factory, because he wants, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you what I want. And I'm not the guy, sorry, I got to do this one more time for a reel. The guy with the pinky up in the air is not at Cheesecake Factory because he wants to go to a restaurant where everything is already decided for him because he doesn't want one more decision. And if Thank you're you. offering services in your home service business that people haven't asked for in a while that people actually don't want, that there's not as much demand for it draws away attention from your main stuff. You're more likely to sell your main stuff when they don't have this decision fatigue, when this over too many choices and I don't want to make a decision. So clarifying and clarity and simplifying in customers' minds, you're only as good as your least high quality service as well. Boy, I love that. You know, I'm thinking about your example. I'm going to continue with it right here. Yeah. If, if yeah, I go well, to that restaurant. Yeah. 
There we go. So if I go to that restaurant, you know what I mean, Tim? And, and they suggest yeah. to me they're, they're great whiskey. You're a whiskey guy. And I get a great old-fashioned. The guy's like, I make the best, and they give it to me. And then I try that old-fashioned, and it's good. <laughs> I'm sold on that place. I'll go back 100 times now because I don't have to make a decision, and the expectation met the reality. And I'm good. I'm sold on the place now. You wonder why people on the menu call out something and say, "This, look at this dish. They have a big thing next to it that says, like, our special, right? It's because the mm -hmm. more likely they are to get you to the best stuff, the more likely you are to come back. And, yes, we want to think everything we have on our menu is the best stuff, but how can you get sell more of the stuff that your customers are loving, loving, loving? I think that that's the mm -hmm. principle. Couldn't agree so, more. Patrick, talk to me about your favorite videos that would help make it easier to sell. Because I know that video sometimes gets kind of placed in this marketing bucket. And marketing feels like a little bit of a slosh bucket sometimes. Like it's like some stuff works. That, that old age-old quote of half of my marketing works, but I, if, I just don't know which half. So how about stuff on sales? What videos do you guys do that feels like it helps really actually sell more deals? I'm going to say something here that's a little bit controversial, probably for my own business to begin with here. Okay. Okay, Tim. Yeah. If I tell people this, if you, if you've been told by your marketing company that they are going to take our videos, put them over to Facebook and it's going to flood you with leads, they are lying to you. Okay, we make incredible videos. That is not why you should run with us. You should be getting your leads from your pay for clicks, from your website, from Google, everything that Hook Agency does. Great. What you need to be doing with video to help sell is you need to be solidifying the sale that's been brought to them by the, the pay for click, the LSAs, everything. Mm, when exactly. people research your company, they should never leave. They should see videos on your site. They should see your YouTube and your Instagram or your Facebook or wherever they're most comfortable doing their research on your company. And what you do is I call it the six post rule, Tim. They're only going to look at your last six posts and they're going to pick one and they're going to make an inference on your company if they're going to go with you or not. So That's a good word, inference. Inference. Yes. Is all, this video stuff is so good for help, helping people infer great things about your company. Or poor things, right? Um, yeah. And so what I look at is I want to make sure that my clients, when they've paid for money to, let's just say, on Google to receive a lead, all right, that lead is going to research them at some point. They're going to look somewhere wherever they're most comfortable. I want them to see videos that solidify their choice. And they go, I made the right choice in having this person come out to my home. I made the right choice in contacting this company. The most powerful video that we currently have right now that's playing in multiple states is called our, um, the questions to ask video. And what we do is we give the potential customer three questions that they should be asking your competition. Mm -hmm. So I want to give the customer the ammunition they need to pick the best contractor. And so I tell people, we make them really good questions. I mean, not like, are you, do you have a license? Like, come on, like, let's come up with something that's going to make them feel like they have power in this situation. All right. Mm -hmm. um, and that to me is where it becomes powerful. When you start to educate your client and build your brand through that education. That's good. And, and I like what, um, 
that Sean Bryant talks about what he's talking about. He's talking about the salespeople and training your people, training your people better. And he's like, confidence comes from education. You know, he's oh, talking yeah. about they may just not have the confidence yet to make good decisions. And I think that this is exactly what you're talking about with educating your customers is like, they don't want to move forward yet because they don't have the information. So the trick mm. is trying to figure out how to give them the right information. They had the inclination. Now give them the information. And I like that. that's such a weird thing, right? When we have a prospect that comes in through the door and they wanted our services, but then they like slow down and stop. And you're like, what happened? Well, what happened is we didn't get them the information in a way that they could actually consume. And that's where it comes down to is like, you're giving them a book and what they want is a TikTok. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like what they want is to figure out how to, they want the top questions and to answer them quickly without having to think. Like in, yes. in, uh, in my background, website was my original thing. We have a book in user experience website design called Don't Make Me Think. And the whole idea is that you want to be able to get people to become a lead on your website without having them think about it at all, which means big red buttons and big bold whatever to get them to go. And video is part of that too. If you get them to watch a minute video on your website, the conversion rate is going to go up, especially if it's high, if it's high quality, right? If it, if it makes them infer something positive about your company. Now we're getting into the idea of like, it's not just how good your services are because people can't see that. All the, the work that you're doing with the flashing that you're replacing and you're making that perfect cricket next to the, the chimney. Yep. If you're not showing it big and bold on your website and showing a customer talking about how happy they are and how good the customer service is. It's literally invisible. It's invisible. No one knows or cares. And you might be almost resentful at your customers because they don't understand why you're $3,000 more. Show it. Show why you're $3,000 more. Why are you answer that question? Write that down right now. Why are we $3,000 more of that mm -hmm. quote that you guys put out yesterday? Why? Write it down. Now get that on video. And if you don't have that on video, you cannot blame your customer for not wanting to spend $3,000 more. I'm going to tell you a little trick on that, Tim, which we tell our clients. If you write that down, which is a beautiful thing that it asks them to do, and they make that video, once you make that video, Tim, turn the sound off, everybody. Watch your video and tell me, could you know by no sound on there what you do and what you do better than the next person without any sound? Now, here's the reason I say that, is that many roofing contractors, flooring, restoration guys, they'll make a video in their office. Is that where you work? Are you a behind-the-desk guy? Con people want to buy into contractors that are in the field. So if you're telling me, but you're also showing me, uh, you build trust with me. And mm -hmm. that, to me, is where it gets powerful. So I always challenge my clients, if we create a video, let's turn that video sound off. Tell me what you think this company does. Could it pass the mama test? Could my mom tell me? what this company does with no sound on the video and accurately tell me what makes them great. If so, we got ourselves a great video. If not, you got to get back in the, you got to get back to it. Um, so I, that, I love what good. you said. It's a, it's a good test.
Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. And um, as far as like one of the biggest value propositions that I've found going out and shooting video with people too is my little coaching and stuff like that for them. So I'm sure that you and your teams that you got out in the field are kind of helping people and coach them through some of the, it's, it's not just the visuals, right? It's also the facial expressions and like being yeah. engaged. So how do you help people get more engaged in these videos? And then what would you say for folks that are doing videos already to help them kind of get a little bit more energy on camera? RoofCon's amazing. Getting to see all the speakers like Nick and Eric and especially Tim Tebow. Very exciting and eye-opening. Amazing speakers and great knowledge. Keep it up. First RoofCon, been following Hunter and the Revolt Clan for quite some time. And it's definitely been a lot more than what we expected. RoofCon 2023 returns to Orlando, Florida, November 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at RoofCon.com. So one of the things, you know, I'm going to give you some credit here. You do this well. The person that you see right now that you are is the same person you are when you turn the camera on. And it's the same Tim that you get when you walk in and you see you at a conference or you walk into your office, okay? Where I see a lot of people, Tim, that they have a problem is they'll be talking like this to me and be like, I'll be like, all right, you ready? And they're like, yeah, okay, well, here we go. Let's get started. And we click the little button and the red light turns on and they go, oh, right. And now we're here right now at Patrick Carr Roofing and I'm here and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did this guy come from? Um, mm -hmm. And they become this different person. And all of a sudden they're having to think so much because they're trying to be something that they normally are not. If you're mm -hmm. funny, be funny on camera. If you're serious, be a serious guy and be who you are. When you're having yeah. to think about the person you are, plus the message you're trying to deliver, <laughs> good luck. Um, mm -hmm. That's going to get old and tiring very quickly. And I think that's why people struggle with video. The person that's on the camera is not really who they are. And when somebody's judging you, it's really tough to look at it and go, I'm even being judged for someone I'm not even. Um, and that really is discouraging for contractors. So I would say be the same person when that light is on and the same person when the light is off. You don't have to be anybody other than yourself. I probably ham it up a little bit on video if I'm real with you, but I also like, I'm like, I'm just thinking about trying to be entertaining. That's what I, you know what I mean? Like I am scared that sometimes like I want, I basically, I want to try to make it entertaining for people. So, but at the but same when, time, when I walk like, in. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, when I walk in and I see you at a conference, man, it's yeah. good energy. You're that same yeah. person. You're going to doubt, you know, you're, Hey, how you do good. And you yeah, have yeah, energy yeah. when you're on camera. Yeah. I guess maybe that's because I partly think I'm on at conferences too. You know what I mean? Like, um, I do that at work, but I think I'm an on, I'm at, on at work. So maybe just on at work, whatever that looks like to you. Mm. Um, and and for me that like I'm on at work cause I'm leading people and I'm trying to engage them and stuff like that. It is tiring. I'll be real. I, um, <laughs> you know, being on all the time, bro. Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like being a Absolutely. CEO, it does feel like that sometimes just the, it's a lot. It's a lot sometimes. Um, that's a good, that's a good take. Like how can we be more authentic so that our energy can mat it doesn't have to be um anything different than what we are that's i'm thinking really deep about this now damn um okay well, other tips on as far as like content production and video production because i know that you guys handle this for people but as far as like yeah. as you've seen this scale into companies or them take over or things like that what have you seen work as far as like the pacing of things like how like, let's say you hired a video guy at a company. 
what kind of pace is ideal? Like if they if they hire their own video guy, what should they expect if the person is shooting and editing and all that? Yeah, that's a, it's a fair question. I think they expect far too much. Um, and you have to understand, let's just take a videographer, someone who can shoot and, and can edit video. You're taking them and putting them probably into an industry they've never touched before. And they've never thought about it before. I don't care whether you're doing siding, garage doors, you're doing concrete, you're doing whatever, roofing, restoration, bathroom remodels. They probably didn't get into videography to do that, everybody, all right? And they're looking for a career that they can grow with, but they don't know anything about your industry. And they don't know what the difference between an RCV and an ACV policy is or why that should be shown when you're talking about storm restoration, perhaps. They're just trying to understand and put good video quality out there for you. So if you're going to bring somebody on, educate them on your industry. Give them the education they need to know, what am I even filming out here on top of a roof? What is three-tab versus architectural shingle? Why are we ripping this roof off down uh, to the wood? What, what does that mean when it's rotted? Or, you know, what is flashing? You know, you give your sales rep a test, perhaps, on understanding the, the components of a roof. Do you give your videographer that? Does he understand everything there is about your industry? And if not, don't expect that person to make captivating video for you when all they're trying to do is just piece together what you're doing. So I really think that's a big mistake that people make when they bring the in-house person on is that they think that because they worked at a car dealership as a marketer and they worked on the 18th hole of a charity golf tournament bringing people in and stuff, that they're going to understand how to market your roofing or restoration company. It's just not the case, in my opinion. There is a certain type of person that you're going to want to hire in a role, an internal marketer role. I think if you're hiring that person internally, you want somebody with good energy that's excited about the, that's, that's interested and curious enough to ask good questions, but then strong enough to be able to work with people on your team to like ask them for video or things like that. What I see a lot of people that do, they, they kind of, they, they put too much other stuff on this person's plate where then they're like gifting and doing answering the phones or something like that. And then boom, your marketer is kind of like bad. And then the other thing I'd say, so a lot of, but there are some very good marketers out there. Respect. You're doing awesome, funny stuff. I'm seeing you on our clients like that. You're in-house at these companies. You're doing incredible, like a lot of the hook agency, like marketing managers. We're, we're seeing some really cool ones now. Um. But on the other side, like you could waste, I always say this with SEO, you could waste, it's not only the money that you spend on a bad agency, it's like, no offense, like they might be half our price, they might be 2,500 bucks on SEO or something, because ours is expensive, right? But you could waste not only the money, you could waste years of possible growth and only grow 1 million when you wanted to grow three because you're mm. wasting the time, the two years on that, sh- that bad agency that isn't going hard enough because yeah, they only got a couple thousand dollars to do it in. And then the same goes for video where like you could waste a couple years of time and like, you're really hoping this marketing manager is going to make it, but yeah. You, you're wasting years on their salary. And like, to me, it's not just the money. It's, it's, yeah, it is the money like this, but it is also the time. Cause now two years is flushed 
down the toilet of like you grew half a million dollars and you're still at the same place. And like, what is the value of that time? What is the value of that two years? Whereas if you just like got a professional and like, maybe you weren't as greedy. Cause like, I think every, everyone's so greedy with marketing managers. And I think marketing managers would agree this with this. They're going to do SEO. They're going to do PPC. They're going to do uh, videos. They're going to do social media. They're going to do our events and they're going to do graphic design and they're going to do, oh, and if you're a marketing manager, you're sitting out there like, that's not a real person. That's nope, not stop. a real person. Like, and you were going to burn them out and in a blue collar industry, that's not sexy in the first place. Like hundred percent agree well, with you. You burned them out. You burned out a great person. That's another thing that can happen. It's not just you hired a bad person. You burned out a good person. That's a different thing. A lot of times, Tim, when we go out to companies or they'll ask me a question about, well, couldn't we do this ourselves?" And be like, yeah, you could have. You also could have done it yourself last year, this year, next year, but you won't. Um, and I say that because not to be critical, but to say you're running your business. And you're not going to take that time unless you're forced to, to go in and create. And that you just mentioned a minute ago, one of these, mar what makes a great marketing manager that no one thinks about having the strong enough personality. If you want to create video, when you go to someone and they're like, no, I don't have time for that today. No, you do. Cause my job depends on it. Um, and so fine, fine. Give me a mic, whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. You gotta be a strong personality because nobody wakes up going, I want to be on camera today. And they don't want to get like internal person doesn't want to get fired when they, right. when they, when they say that take wasn't good. Let's move on mm -hmm. CEO. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's do another one CEO. Like they're not, you know what I mean? It's a little different when the dynamic is like this person could fire me anytime. I mean, like you have that little bit, but it's not like you're the end of the world. If, if a client goes away, cause you told them to re-record something. No, and I'm going to, I'll be honest with you. We provide scripts to every one of our clients and we go out to them and I'm going to be very frank on this. I don't think I've ever, I know I've never said this on camera. The number of clients that have read those scripts and understand them is one, one that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. Most people we show up even after sending the scripts, they're like, okay, well, we're going to look at it now. And I go, here we go. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, and we are, and so I always say that because if we're willing to send people scripts, I do, I do have, have a teleprompter at times. I have one sitting right over here. Yeah, um, yeah. For indoors, it works. Uh, outdoors, much more difficult when you're dealing with sun. Um, yeah. But indoors, it will work. Um, we have used that a few times. But I always say that if we're willing to provide scripts and people still won't read them, good mm -hmm. luck you know, getting people to do on-the-fly video that is going to make sense and is going to be pieced together well. Um, we do the scripts in the field with people. We go line by line with them. But... It's, it's very difficult to get people to buy in. You need a strong personality if you're going to do it in-house. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I want to wrap this up. Uh, video is going to help you sell more deals, especially I like sending it out like a here's our top questions video right after a lead comes in. I like video. Yeah. Like you said, it helps people infer quality about your company if the video is quality. And lastly, don't burn out your marketing manager and don't think people are going to give you a miracle when you just tell them to do every type of marketing for your company. Have them choose two or three things, have them do those things and then work with the uh, high quality professionals. I've burned through, think 
I'm on my third video guy right now, and I've learned a lot. And I'm actually very good at hiring marketing, but it is a very difficult role to hire in. And I've I've burned one out. I've done, you know, what I mean, I've done it. I've done it. I've yelled at one. So that's mm -hmm. a story for another day. I mean, it's a tough. It's tough because you kind of expect that they could. It's it's very visual, and like I have opinions. You know what I mean? It's tough. Um, yes. it's a tough job. It's really actually hard work and respect to you, Patrick. And I know that dude, I, I talk about my respect for blue collar tradesmen all the time. And I just want to reiterate that we love you and are incredibly grateful for all the people out there doing blue collar jobs and even running these companies and doing admin work at these companies. Like the amount of customer service you guys have to deal with is, is difficult, but also Patrick respect to you and all the hard work that you do you got to go out with people you have to good have good energy you have to build a team that can go out with people and have good energy and that you job. can guide people who maybe aren't naturally great on camera to do something decent and it's actually hard work respect to you and your team for all the hard work that you guys are doing well, thank you very much and this team is very very talented um and they make me look halfway decent despite my flaws so I'm very, very lucky to have the team that we do here. Um, like I say, I, I, it's not easy to work with me, but they are extremely talented at what they do. And so we benefit our clients too. You know, it's, thank you very much. It means a lot to him, especially from you. What's the .com here? Bluecollarmediagroup.com. That's bluecollarmediagroup.com. And check them out if you need video services. It's a, it's a very, if you broke it down into a monthly cost, it's pretty reasonable. It's about, uh, right now at this exact moment of recording, it's around $2,550 a month. If you broke it down that way and 15 videos a quarter, which is quite a bit compared to a lot of these high end marketing, uh, video people that like just really overprice like commercial style video. And I think like and these guys will fly out to you and help coach you and help do this stuff. And they'll also help guide you if you decide to bring it in internally eventually. And I think that that's beautiful. Bluecollarmediagroup.com. The podcast is put on by hookagency.com, hook agency all over social. I appreciate everyone for saying what's up. And Patrick, catch you on the next one. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it.